Hi, this is Libby. And this is Roberta. And we're on Art Blog Radio. Today we're talking with Kristen Taylor. Kristen graduated from Tyler School of Art in 2005 with a concentration in glass. She is now the lab tech at the glass program at Tyler. In addition, Kristen is a founding member of Little Berlin, the artist collective. She curated the show at Little Berlin called Landscape Technique. Right now we're sitting in Kristen's living room, which is above her studio in Powelton Village. Thanks for meeting with us. Yeah, thank you for being here. So we thought that landscape had gone out. We thought it was yesterday. Um, So why a show about landscape now? Well, I think I thought the same thing. Why are people painting landscapes? Why is this still happening? And if you look around this room, I think it's all landscape painting, save a couple portraits. It's not that I don't love it. It's just that in the context of contemporary art making, um, I just had to question showing an exhibit of landscape paintings. The second word in the title of your show is techni, which is not really technology. It's about making, I believe, if right, I understand. Like craft. Crafting. So the craft of landscape, but also techni sort of involves technology, at least in a lot of people's minds. And a lot of what's in the show has a technological bent to it. It's not paintings in your show. I don't think there's even one painting in your show. There's... Um Mostly uh, moving images and uh, five prints, five digital prints, um, and then the Alex McLeod digital landscapes created with the 3D imaging. It's a, a, an app on the iPhone. Alex McLeod uses an app to make those things? Some of them. You can actually just remove and add material. Wow. So he's like sculpting with his finger. They're really very interesting layered landscapes that look kind of like Candyland or a, you know, a child's imagined landscape for a fairy princess to be in. Exactly, like rainbows and icicles and train tracks and ice Shiny. ponds. Someone described them as bombastic. <laughs> People are scared to like them. How come? Uh, I think because they're so beautiful. Uh, So what's the content there? What's the significance? These beautiful images. Is it nothing more than that? What do you think? I'm not scared to like them. I think they're absolutely beautiful. And I think there is some content there. I think that um, these places kind of exist in, uh, don't exist in a past or a future, so they're kind of nowhere, like a fairy place, like a, a, a fantasy place. So there's a, there's a sense of unease in them. I think even though they are so beautiful, they feel unresolved in a way, and they feel a little bit threatening for all their beauty. You know, it's, there's so much stuff. It's like an urban landscape that has too much stuff in it, except yeah. this isn't urban necessarily, but it just, he's put so many, you know, shapes and textures and colors and... Uh, and vantage shiny. points, too, because in one landscape you can find yourself... Uh, seeing an image inside of there that has a reflection of behind you. And I actually question this show, a lot of these images are available online. So did it even matter that I curated the show? Was it important that you could see or experience these things in person? Could it have just been a catalog? But especially with his pieces, I think it is important that, that you could see them live. Well, do they also feel the same way live and in the Internet? Because there is a difference, a physical difference. 
You think because of the richness of the ink or uh, the paper? I do. I Somehow it made it more real to me than what I had seen on the internet. It's also the scale. The scale is rather large, and these probably were 40 inches by yeah, 30 inches? Yeah, like 48 inches. by 36, I think. Yeah. Yes. So you can actually walk in front of them, and they take more than your field of vision. Right, and then it has that all-inspiring quality that harks back to the beginning of landscape where you come upon it, and then you can zoom in and, and discover things. So, I think he should go big, like Thomas Cole big, you know, oh. those big Hudson River landscapes oh, that are that'd just be so amazing. sublime. Yeah, that would be so amazing. It's the new sublime. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Second Life piece. Not everybody knows what Second Life is. Can you? Right. Do you know what it is? Have you um, ever been in yeah, it? Yeah, I had to find out. I think that a lot of people oppose it initially, especially because of the slick graphics, and it's also assumed to be this game. Yeah, it's a virtual reality yeah. site, right, that you can become a member of? Yeah, you can become a member and have an avatar and develop your identity. You can actually get income and have a business in Second Life, and there's political rallies, and it's like a real culture. It's really strange. So what did they do in Second Life? Did they make themselves avatars, and then they went in and they bought a piece of property there? They bought a piece of land and wanted to create a dumpster so that instead of things being deleted, they would collect in this dumpster space. And, but they quickly realized that just like with your computer, it only has a certain amount of memory, so they created a decay script things would slowly dissolve. Like a composter, sort of. Exactly. It was a Second Life composter for data. So let's talk about that film, though, as a piece of landscape art. One of the things that I remember about being in Second Life, the one little time that I stuck my finger in there and then said, I don't think so, (laughs) was that everything looked real but not real in the way you would want to be in there. Well, Second Life has that. And I kind of started to think about that problem with all the landscapes was what is the cause for you being immersed in it? And it seems like if you can decide that you can take part in the social element of Second Life, then you can believe in it. Because it's not really dependent on the the imagery. It's dependent on, like, Facebook. Facebook is not a very good design. It's not much to look at. But people keep going back and participating because it's their relationships that are the culture. Good point. Yeah, that's what's compelling. I think that makes sense. Is another human being. Right. So let's switch subjects and talk about your art now because we want to know if you make landscapey art out of glass, for example. You're a glass artist. I have made a few pieces more recently about or referring to landscape. I was making these digital geodes out of glass, referencing the digital genome under the Swiss Alps, where they're housing all the new uh, digital technology, or the old digital technology, I should say, and like the old formats to view it, so that it's kind of this time capsule. Oh, in the caves. There's some caves somewhere where they're storing all this old Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, I've heard about that. Because I have all these files on my computer of just images. Like I just, whenever I see something that I'm drawn to, I just plop it in this folder. It's not, there is a chance I'll revisit them, but it's slim to none, you know. So I kind of put these images on flash drives and just uh, suspended them in the geodes. (laughs) 
So can can you see the images or you see the flash drive? No, you see the flash drive. <laughs> but really, you've lost whatever is on the flash drive, right? Right. So how did you get into glass? Let's back up a minute. Did you know you were an artist from a very early age? I think so, yeah. So and if I didn't, my dad did. <laughs> so how did how did this happen? Is he I artist? don't know. No, he's a glazer. Oh, oh. That's, that's so interesting. interesting. <laughs> so when you went to school, though, you, did you know in advance that you were going to work with glass? Yeah, I did. In high school, I I learned that it existed, and I was like, I have to know what that means. And I interned at a glass studio in Philadelphia. Which one? Um, Hot Soup. Mm -hmm. That's where I met Martha. Why don't you tell us who Martha is? Martha Savory Khan. Mm -hmm. She's the woman that I uh, co-founded Little Berlin with. And tell us about that. Um, Little Berlin began, um, I felt like I, I wanted to do it in response to the, the, my relationship to the community at that time. I didn't feel like I had one. It felt exclusive to me, but that was probably my own my own fault for not just you know putting myself out there but by having something to offer that would be a good way to have dialogue and have a little Berlin where it was like an open anybody could feel like they could apply and have a show I felt like that was in response to other spaces so it was not about showing your work no I actually felt really them. uncomfortable about that for the very early stages it was other people and then we slowly peppered ourselves in and so um, Little Berlin isn't really a collective of people who show their own work. It's really a collective of people who curate other people's work? Yeah. I mean, we're welcome to curate ourselves into the show. I did not like doing that. The stress of, you know, organizing other people and then finishing your own work is... I, if people who can do that, I admire them. <laughs> And so how's it going with the collective? Is there a change in the offing? We're moving. We heard that. Yes. Yes. So that's tell us pretty <laughs> official. And Not so in-depth, but at the Viking it? Mill building. Um, where is that? The Viking Mill is uh, across the street from Coral Arts at the corner of Boston and Haggard Street. And it's a similar situation. The Viking Mill has this built-in artist community. It doesn't have the uh, skylight but it's a big open space with a tall ceiling and um, a big square layout. It's like one big square. Why are you moving? Um, just kind of to move forward into an, a next chapter. Uh, right now we're dependent on uh, a tenant in an apartment, and it's already challenging enough to plan things with eight or nine other people, but to have to you know organize with residential a living space is pretty tough. It's been pretty hard. So are you going to close for a month or two months? Yeah, or? well, probably our es um, estimated reopen date at the Viking Mill is March. Are you going to have heat at the Viking Mill? Oh, my God, no. Oh. <laughs> I know. It's so cold <laughs> in those spaces. But maybe we'll get a big grant for, um, you know, electric radiators or something. So um, you must pay rent on this, on both spaces, either space, and how do you do that? Members' dues are really important, and they pay um, most of the rent, and the rest of it we just really have to make sure we get donations from refreshments or um, performances. Are you a nonprofit? 
Uh, we're going to work towards that. I think that's the next phase. And what's in it for people? If they're paying out money, what is, all of you are paying out money out of your pocket. So what's in it for you? What's the payback? I guess it's kind of for me like a, it's like my own education. I could be in grad school, but I feel like I'm learning a lot by having these conversations with my peers, by inviting someone like Philip Glahn to sit down with me and talk about having an essay written for the show or whatever, just reaching out to people. And I feel like I'm kind of creating my own curriculum. And I guess that's, the, that's what I'm paying for. I vow to have a show with like rocks and sticks for the next one because it's you know maybe going to be a little bit cheaper or it's hard to do things with people out of town but I think what's in it for us is just being a participant in the community. Okay well we've been talking with Kristen Taylor. Kristen thank you so much this has been really great. Thank you. Art Blog Radio is brought to you by theartblog.org. Thanks to our sponsors, including the Knight Foundation and Fleischer Art Memorial. Also, we want to thank Peter Crimmins, who makes us sound good. He's our editor. And Eric Biondo, who provided the music. You can download these podcasts at theartblog.org slash radio.